So hello and welcome to the next episode of CryptoCast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Veronica Karoleva, from, who's a partner, banking partner at Gunnar Cook, and we're going to discuss issues around lending and bank financing. This is particularly of interest in the current climate where there's been a move towards decentralised financing of firms, and there are new firms coming into the market looking at lending to firms within the fintech space. Hi Veronica, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hi James, thank you for inviting me. So, Veronica, before we go into the, the, the detail of bank financing, how would you say, what sorts of firms would bank financing be right for and how would you know if bank financing is the right thing for your business at the current stage? Well, uh, thank you. It's a good question. I think a lot of businesses probably jump into, you know, how do I get bank financing before considering whether that's the right thing for them at the stage their business is at. Uh, and it's important when thinking about whether or not a business, a young business, can get access to bank financing they need, is that unlike equity investors, banks actually look into getting their money back on ev every time they lend. Well, that changes their perspective and that changes the risk assessment compared to investors. Uh, so again, the ability to repay any financing that, that the business can get access to is important. So both the banks will look at it and the business should be comfortable knowing and actually can get that money back, paid back within the agreed contractual terms. Also important is to understand that any, any financing will have costs associated to it. So it will be interest to pay and financing to smaller businesses tends to be rather expensive. There will be possibly fee, bank fees to pay from the outset. Uh, at the beginning of the transaction, they will definitely be some legal costs to pay. Uh, the other thing to consider is uh, what, and we can talk about it a bit more detail later on, but what is it that the business can um, offer to banks as security, which will typically be required for bank financing. So an analysis of what assets are there available as security is important. Also important, and again, we'll talk a bit a bit more detail later on is to consider what at what stage is the um, at what stage is the revenue generating in the business has it actually started or is it are you quite firmly at this stage at the research and development stage so you, you are not actually selling the solution the product that you are developing just yet that's really interesting so do you think that, that banks have a sort of checklist of, of what they're looking for before they lend? Or are there things which, which kind of limit the ability of a bank to lend to a, a smaller firm, such as a fintech? Mm. The banks will, de I mean, each bank will definitely have their own checklist. They will have their own algorithms and then they'll have their own um, criteria against which they assess the viability of any financing and it could be more sophisticated or less sophisticated but there definitely is a checklist and amongst things that they they will definitely be looking at are things such as as I have mentioned what valuable assets does the business have that the bank can take security over to guard itself against anything going wrong or inability to get financing, or sorry, inability to repay the financing. So also taking security over the company's assets or taking personal guarantees from the directors or shareholders of the company also serves as a sort of 
an extra reason for the bank to be more comfortable that the people in charge of the business will actually focus on being able to, you know, the business being able to repay. Uh, the bank will also look at the trading history of the company. So again, this is about whether or not the business has actually started generating any revenue, or sort of what are the projections as to how much revenue the business will generate, how profitable will that is that is that business going to be? So that would all be looked at as part of the uh, bank's modelling, um, and that actually, you know, considering uh, at what stage tech businesses normally, how much money tech businesses require to develop their products and at what stage they actually need the money to develop the products. That is, you know, so these algorithms, these typical requirements are the ones that make bank financing probably not the most natural match for the financing needs of tech companies at the research and development stage. It's very interesting you say that because actually one of the things we look at when we're talking to investors with firms is getting their investment deck in a way where it, it's hitting all the right notes and looks suitably professional. And it's interesting how you're talking about algorithms because in the past we've, we've seen some quite interesting things around kind of which words you use, whether that triggers a warning sign and so on. But I think as, as you say, the core, the core issue we keep coming back to is the fact the bank will want to be repaid and actually whenever they make they start lending to a fintech firm i think that one of the core quite the interesting things you're pointing at is they're always going to look at the assets within the company and one of the things we see increasingly is loans which are linked against cryptocurrency is this something you've got sort of insights on as to kind of how it's done and whether that, that you're seeing anything in terms of specialized lending solutions set up in this way uh, that's a good question. Uh, again, fundamentally, the, you know, the two things the banks would, in a very broad sort of way, consider lending against are either assets or sort of certainty of future revenue. And this, again, this is, we're coming to the issue that not that many tech firms might easily be able to show those. But there are specialized lending solutions available in the market. And you've meant, uh, you've You've rightly mentioned some of them. So, uh, lend, there, there are there is a possibility of um, going to a specialized lender to get financing against uh, cryptocurrency if a business has some. Uh, that would require typically uh, a business depositing that cryptocurrency with the lender or with a specialized depository or custodian. So that's that has its sort of its own sort of legal issues to work around, but it's possible. It's a, it is it is one of the specialized solutions available. Uh, there, there is also a possibility, which is becoming a slightly more popular type of financing and lending against um, in, uh, intellectual property rights that a business has, which is is a good you know for, for a tech business could be uh, a good field to explore. And if we talk about that a little bit more, uh, the sort of things, whether or not actually, whether or not the business is looking to finance, well, to, to get bank financing, uh, if they do have valuable IP in the business, one of the things they do need to focus on is to how to make sure they actually understand what their IP rights are and that uh, make sure they've protected them. And it is, when you're raising financing, it is up to you as a business to 
be able to explain to your potential lender what these rights are and how valuable they are. Now, some of IP rights could be registered, some are not, you know, some could be protect contractually protected. Again, you know, you you absolutely have to, if, if IP rights are the most valuable asset in your business, you absolutely have to get legal advice around how to protect them and how to identify what valuable rights you have. And the things to particularly bear in mind are things like when you were developing your, say if you're developing software, whether you used sort of, you know, whether you used any contractors or you collaborated with other businesses to make sure that, you know, the IP rights you think you have and are yours are actually yours. And the other thing is to bear in mind, again, people sort of often fall into the trap of thinking, you know, that they, they, they've got it sorted. If you used an open source software to develop your product, uh, the, the resulting product that you've developed was also meant to be publicly available. So you have to make sure before you too far down the line of investing too much into the developing of your product that you will have will have protected yourself and the value of that product of those IP rights to be able to, for example, raise financing against them. Uh, banks will, if they if they are prepared to lend against your IP rights, they will take security over those rights. So again, it is very advisable for you to talk to your own lawyers to make sure that that's done properly and the, the way that protects both you and the bank. Um, and as I say, in the, in the recent years, that's it's not a mainstream, but it's becoming a bit more popular and as an available specialized lending solution yeah and the other option i guess we have to mention is decentralized finance which is another way of you know so it's worth researching if that is something that could be available for your business uh, it's very interesting because it's a completely different style to when you're getting investment for example for shares or, or when you're looking for venture capital because with banks, it's clear from what you're saying that there's far more of a focus on the amount lent and making sure that's paid back. And I suspect and part of that is, is linked to the fact that the bank is paid back a finance amount which is agreed at the beginning, whereas if you're an investor, you're looking at the potentially infinite upside which comes from shares investment. So it, it, it's interesting to see how you, what you're saying, it's a different approach than, than would be the case, so we say, for other forms of financing. And just in terms of kind of general advice as to the way forward, do you have kind of general tips for firms just who are at the early stage and, and are kind of really looking to see how, how best to start off looking at, back, at getting financing on, on a debt solution? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, the first thing that any, uh, any fintech business that is thinking of raising uh, bank finance needs to do is what we talked about at the beginning of our conversation is to... Um, go through an analysis of whether or not getting uh, bank financing is the right thing for their business. If they're comfortable, if they've done an analysis, they're comfortable that is the right thing and the possible costs of that are the right costs that the business can carry, then they should go into researching the options that are available to them. And again, we talked about the you know traditional lenders, we talked about specialised lending solutions. Uh, there is quite a lot of work to be done to see for any business to see what is available, what is out there and what of these options they can afford. 
Uh, it is important for them to find a lender that is happy to deal with and is experienced in dealing with fintech firms because a knowledgeable lender that understands the specifics of that business and that industry is a good business partner to have and you know and hopefully for a long time as the business develops um when you get to talking to your potential lender uh be prepared it is up to you as a business to be able to clearly explain what your business plan is what your business model is how does it work what are the valuable assets in your business we talked about ip rights if you're talking about those you know what these are and how these are protected and just get make it uh, make life easier and the decision making easier for the bank to make uh also please bear in mind that the banks will be very keen to make sure they don't suffer any reputational damage so you know they're regulated businesses and they're conscious of their compliance obligations they'll be very conscious of yours so make sure you're, you know, you're up to scratch with, with those. And finally, given, um, you know, where we are with the pandemic, uh, governments around the world made a lot of uh, COVID-related uh, business support schemes available for all sorts of business. So it, businesses. So it is worth looking at those to see that maybe some of these may be available to you as as a fintech business. At this stage, I mean, this is a separate sort of topic of conversation because the, you know, as I say, it's governments around the world. So there's a lot of different ones and they all operate on a different, you know, they all use different criteria and operate on a different basis. But it is absolutely worth investigating those as part of your research. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you found this interesting. Um, we'll, we'll have more coming up shortly. So please do stay tuned. Thank you very much, Monica, for coming on. Thank you, James. It was a pleasure.